Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to the cafe today. It is a wonderful day today. Today we are continuing our study in brotherly love. Do you know that we can show God we love him specifically by how we love our brothers and sisters in Christ? It's a really interesting uh, idea here that God gives us in his word in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, reading all the way through to chapter 5, verse 3 of 1 John. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. And so we see here kind of a chain reaction of how we are to live as born-again Christians, as those that have accepted Christ as sal- uh, uh, for salvation, I sh- should say, and as Savior. What does this mean for us today? It means that we can show God we love him. We see here in 1 John 4, 19, we love him because he first loved us. We understand God's great love for us. While we were yet sinners, he sent Christ to die on the cross for us and be born again. And when we are saved, we're born again to new life with Christ. Amen. And I'll explain more about that in a bit. But let's look here at verses 20 and 21. If a man say, I love God, And hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And so we see here in verse 20 a very simple proposition that we must love our brothers and sisters in Christ to show love to God. Verse 21, And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. And so part of God's command for us is to love our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we're called to love the Lord, our God, with all our heart, mind, soul, and body, everything that we've got, spirit included. And then we are to love one another in that light. And and really, this is pointing out the contradiction that many people that call themselves Christians walk around with, where they say, hey, I love my brother, but they secretly hate them or envy them or want to uh, covet for what they have or whatever it is, and they don't truly love their brother. And we see that it's this this interconnected relationship between how we act here on earth and our love for God in heaven. You know, another scripture that comes to mind uh, is the scripture that uh, 
that's in Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. You see how it works? It's a conditional here. If we act as God has called us to act and how God is acting on our behalf, amen, then we will be forgiven by God. But if we don't, then how can we be forgiven by God? Because we are, are essentially hypocrites. Uh, and there is a great parable in the scriptures about a man uh, who owed more money than he could pay and his master and he was going to he was in jail and his master forgave him and he went and found someone that owed him money and he refused to forgive that person and it was a great uh, hypocrite there and, and God does not like that he wants us to be honest and true and if we say we understand his loving and forgiving nature we must exhibit that in our behavior so we're called to love your brother Paul speaks of this in Romans 12, 10, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Hebrews 13, 1, let brotherly love continue. We should love our brothers and sisters in Christ. If we've known them a day or a decade, we should love them with all our heart, mind, and soul as we love the Lord. We should love them with that sacrificial love. Jesus speaks of this, John 13, 34, a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you that ye also love one another. And uh, in a recent episode, we spoke about how Jesus exhibited this behavior through his obedience and through his condescending down to humanity and to his living uh, in, in, a, in a way that he was humiliated and that he was disrespected and that he was abused. And, and yet he was the creator of all and is the creator of all and the Lord of all and the King of all. And he did that because he loved us and he loves us. John 13, 35, we see a byproduct of our love for each other. Uh, each other. John 13, 35, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. So we will show the world that we are serving the true and real living God when we love each other. Because when we love each other, the world will see that and say, well, that's impossible to do. There's nothing in it for them. And they have a giving spirit. And I respect that. I don't understand that. They must serve the real and true God. And uh, in our uh, prayer meeting last night, which was more like a preaching service, we were talking about this message. And I, I explained to the congregation the idea of, what's in it for me and how people often will not want uh, to have any part with anything that they don't get something in return tangible. Uh, and that's why you see so many of the vital ministries in the world ha are run by Christians or have a Christian foundation, uh, whether it be Salvation Army or uh, any of the other ones out there, uh, Goodwill, there's so many, uh, and you think of the international missions out there, uh, like Voice of the Martyrs, like those that build schools, like those that build orphanages, like those that build doctors' clinics and so forth. They're not all Christian, but many of them are. And the reason why is they live out this commandment to have a love to each other, even if there's nothing to gain for themselves other than a heavenly reward, nothing on earth. And that's how people see that we are the true disciples of the real and living Christ. And we talked about what this looks like recently in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. There's that very familiar passage on charity or love, suffereth long and is kind and it doesn't envy and it's not puffed up. It doesn't vaunt itself up. It doesn't behave itself unseemly. It's not seeking her, uh, her own. We just spoke about that. It's not easily provoked. You know, when we love, 
we're not easily provoked. And this is something that really, I think, kind of steps on my toes a little bit, because as a preacher of God's word, I try to hold myself to a high standard, and I honestly fall short uh, often, you know, and um, what happens? I become easily provoked. I become um, uh, temperamental, and I, I, I don't love that about myself, and I ask the Lord to help me with it. Maybe this little testimony here will help you too recognize that if you uh, maybe share that trait. But we see here that charity, sacrificial love, is not easily provoked, amen? If the idea is that we are long-suffering and that we understand the end uh, from our beginning or from our time here, that the end is great, that there is a, a peaceful end, a heavenly end. That place is called paradise. There's mansions there, amen? Our Savior's there. We can see him face to face. We can kind of take off uh, our robe of faith, if you will, because we won't need our robe of faith. And we can put on our robe of righteousness because we'll see Jesus eye to eye, face to face, amen? Of course, we'll fall at his feet and worship him. That's why I say eye to eye, and then I always say fall at his feet and worship him. I was reading in the book of Revelation this morning, and when he, Jesus appeared to John, and he had to, um, gold breastplate on and the and the boots of iron and all. I said to myself, man, I'd fall on my face. And the next next verse there, John falls on his face, amen, like he's dead. That's the glory we're going to see, but we're going to be able to handle that because we're going to have the resurrected body. We're going to have a new um, fully resurrected body. We will depart from this sinful flesh, amen, and we'll be able to handle seeing the Lord face to face. And we'll see loved ones again. I believe it. Oh, David says that child that was miscarried, uh, that he would see that child again in heaven. And then David was a man of God, a man after God's own heart. So I take that to believe that I'll see my child that was miscarried in heaven. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Oh, Lord, come soon. And you know, charity or sacrificial love, as we treat the brothers with respect, honor, and care, it thinketh no evil. It thinketh no evil. And it rejoices not in iniquity or sin, but it rejoices in truth. Think about this. So much evil in the world today. So many plots. You know, we see that in the Bible. Judas Iscariot plotting to betray Jesus, and Jesus knew it. Amen. And, and Judas Iscariot gave him a kiss, would have said, oh, I love Jesus. But that's not love of the brethren to think evil and to plot evil. Look, you know, if you've been in the ministry for any time, there are people that you will encounter that have evil on their mind, and they may act charitable, but they have evil on their mind, either in the church, out of the church, whatever it is. You you know you've seen it. We've all seen it. The Bible instructs us to show love, to turn the other cheek, to let them do what they're going to do. We are sheep as for the slaughter, trust in Jesus to care for us, amen? And so that's what we do. We, we, we don't... Uh, accuse people and so forth. Like if you think about someone that's taking advantage of a church ministry or something, you're not quick to accuse them. You're quick to listen, to hear, to show them love and be long suffering. Uh, but as a person that's showing charitable love to the brethren, you shouldn't think evil. Uh, you shouldn't rejoice. What does that mean to rejoice? That means like having great joy. And you say, do people have great joy in sin? Some people do. Some people promote sin. Just look on social media. Some people revel in sin. Uh, some people rejoice in the, the ways of the world and celebrate the ways of the world. We're called to rejoice in the truth. What's the truth? That's God's word. Uh, matter of fact, I've got right above my computer here a piece of printer paper with some scotch tape. That's the only thing on this wall right here besides some sound panels that, that uh, repeats Philippians 4.8, what to think on. We think on what's true and honest and just and pure and lovely and of a good report. 
that has any virtue, that has any praise. That is what we are to think on, amen. And that is the idea behind uh, not rejoicing in iniquity or sin, but rejoicing in truth. That is the truth, thinking on the true, honest, pure, lovely Savior, Jesus Christ. And then we see that charity or sacrificial love never fails. So when we love our brothers and sisters in Christ, it's never failing. In fact, it can cover a multitude of sins, the Bible says. Charity never faileth. And then it lists a few things here in verse 8 of 1 Corinthians 13. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Right? And I've heard great preaching on this in the past about um, Brother Adrian Rogers, I believe it was, preached a really good message on on the idea of a someone with a great intellect and, and, a, and a poor, uneducated, illiterate person and the, and the person that was high up in society with a great intellect and the illiterate person, they both end up in the grave and where did that knowledge go, you know? And you say, oh, well, they wrote a book. Well, where does that book go uh, when the world's on fire? It doesn't go very far, does it? And it will all be burned up, but brotherly love will continue because we will have a heavenly reward for that and we will have a testimony before God uh, for that. And we will be testifying to others of God's great love. That's what we do. When we do something in the ministry, we are saying this is done in the name of Jesus, not in our name. Our reward's in heaven. We're not going to publish what we're doing for praise or for adoration or anything. We're going to give that to God, and we're going to be a witness to others that Jesus is real, that their prayers are, are heard, that God is a real God, and that they should turn to him immediately and forever. More live for him, amen. Overcome for him. Overcome this wicked world for him. Uh, we are so blessed to have this commandment to love our brothers and sisters in a charitable way. And we have scripture outlining what that means, detail by detail, step by step, all the things here uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, we can apply to charitable love to our brothers and sisters in Christ. And when we do that, remember the topic of this message, when we do that, we show God that we love him. So to show God that we love him, to show our heavenly father that we really do love him, we must love our brothers and sisters in Christ. What can you do today to show that love? Do you know a brother and sister in Christ that needs a lending hand, a, a, a listening ear, uh, a pat on the back, uh, some encouragement, uh, just someone to spend time with? Go ahead and do it. You will not regret it, and you will show God that you love him by doing that. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Take care, God bless, and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.